Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show, Stay Here on Netflix. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Give it a like and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. First of all, it is delightful, delightful to be back. As many of you know, I took a lovely vacation to Italy of all places, recharging and resting and and cleaning your mind and just spending time with people that you love or spending time alone while you're away. It's really, really vital stuff. But that is not the topic for this week. The topic for this week is something a little bit more interesting. Well, I think that's interesting too, but something that's a little bit more pertinent So today is all about, are we about to swing back to a buyer's market? And I'm going to go over some information and then I'm going to get into the top three questions that are asked by buyers to all of us in the real estate industry. In fact, the three questions that I'm going to be covering today, I got asked in the past seven days. So I want to talk about, um, there has been an interesting article that has come out from realtor.com, which I'm going to read in a minute, but there is a little bit of this. We've, we've had such a frenzy in real estate over the past, well, years. But since the pandemic began, 2020 was an absolute landmark year, a benchmark year for our industry. And it looked that we were heading down the path of like super, super, super short inventory, which of course we still have. But I'm going to be talking about that along with the three questions, the top three questions asked by buyers regarding where the market is heading. So I want to read a little bit from an article because this is a new article that came out and I want to just give you some kind of kind of tidbits of information. First of all, I want to start with Inman.com. If you're in the real estate industry, you all know about Inman. Inman is kind of like our Bible. It's our industry trade magazine uh, newspaper that many of us read and obsess over every single day. And there is an, an article that just came out which says a buyer friendly market may soon be in reach new data suggests. Then it goes on about quoting this article, but rather than me kind of getting too down in the weeds with him, I actually want to go to the realtor.com article. And I'm going to read quite a lot of this article because it's really, really powerful information. So realtor.com come out with these housing trends. And there are some weekly housing trends, key findings, which I'm going to cover with you right now. Some of this stuff might sound a little startling, but some of it is going to be of interest and some of it you're going to be able to quote to your clients. So key findings, median listings grew at 10.1% over last year. We all know that there's been incredible growth. I'm going to cover what that means later on, marking 47 straight weeks of double digit price growth as compared to the same week the year before. With the rate slowing, we could see single digit dipping in growth as soon as next week. Now, why is this? And I'm going to get into this in a second. Still, the pace of growth is higher than normal as it comes as the medium list uh, listing price is at a fifth consecutive record high. The median list price in the entire United States now is 385000 which is pretty nutty. I want to talk about new listings for a second, because as we know in the real estate industry, new listings are the lifeblood of whether or not we get our clients into houses if we're representing buyers or whether or not we're going to have bidding 
wars or bidding frenzies if you're a listing agent. So let's talk about new listings. These are national statistics, but they're still very, very important. New listings, a measure of sellers putting up houses for sale slipped 3% ahead of the holiday. That's normal, by the way. The new influx of sellers over the last few months has contributed to a slowing price growth and smaller inventory declines. Bing, 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 bing. That is the key piece of information. Let me read that line for you one more time. The new influx of sellers over the last few months has contributed to a slowing price growth and smaller inventory declines. I continue. We normally see fewer new sellers ahead of the holiday, and this year was no exception. The dip was a bit larger than we saw last year with travel and summer vacations resuming in earnest this year. So a lot of people wanted to get out of Dodge, which is why houses have been held back to go on the market until now. I want to give you this really key statistic because in one way it's very positive and another way it's terribly startling. Total active inventory is still down, but just, they use the word just, 39% from this time last year. That means that we have less inventory. We got 30, we're down 39% from this time last year. This is the 13th consecutive week of a smaller year over year decline. In other words, an improvement for the trend for buyers. Even though the housing market continues to be short on homes for sale, the steady increases in sellers are helping. Time on market, it's gone from 23 days to 37 days. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are the indicators that the market is taking a breather. Now, don't get me wrong. We are not swinging back into, you know, don't line all your people up and say, there's going to be a crash. Get ready to pounce. There's going to be deals galore because there isn't, right? And now what I want to do for the remainder, I want to go over the top three questions that I get continually asked. And I got asked these three questions through various sources in person or or through Twitter or whatever. Should I wait to buy? Are prices coming down in a buyer's market? That's question number one. And it's probably something you in the real estate industry hear over and over again. Let's talk about this in relation to the article I just read. We just saw 10% growth. I can tell you in Los Angeles, some areas of LA are 15% growth. So should I wait to buy? Are prices coming down in a buyer's market? The answer to that is no and yes. So I, this is my personal opinion, it would be a huge mistake to wait for the market to correct to buy. Why is that, Pete? Surely prices are coming down. Prices, let's talk about this for a second. We're going to see approximately 10% growth. So if people wait to buy until next year, from this point, let's just go summer 20, 2021. I'm going to wait until summer 2022. We're looking at approximately a 10% growth spread. So that means if I was going to buy a million dollar house this year, it's going to be 1.1 next summer. That's a hundred grand difference. Will houses drop a hundred thousand when we correct? I absolutely think not. Now, This is if you are a cash buyer. If you're a cash buyer, you can choose whether or not to wait. Most people are not cash buyers. And this leads me to the second question that I asked, got asked this week. Are rates going to go up from here, Pete? Well, I would categorically say, yes, they are. 
rates have been kind of steadily bipping up and then going down a bit and bipping up and going down a bit and bipping up and going down a bit. Don't take my word for it. Speak to your loan professional. But rates have to go up. They just have to go up. And the air is getting let out of the balloon, I think, very carefully by the Fed because they are they still hear the echoes of 2008, 9 and 10. And so when the Fed are, are, are gently bipping up the rate, it means, let's just talk about this for a quick second. If somebody's getting a 4% rate to date for a million dollar purchase, next year, that million dollar purchase is going to be 1.1 most likely or thereabouts. Plus rates are going to be a half a percent, if not a whole percent higher. So they're going to have 10% growth and then 10 to 20% growth on their mortgage payment. So if you're a buyer, you just need to slug it out. This is a moment in time, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people are getting buyer fatigue. A lot of people are feeling terribly, terribly beat up. A lot of people are feeling very despondent that they're never going to get a house. I will say this. You've got to work with an agent that knows what they're doing, right? There are lots of great agents out there. And if you're a new agent and you feel a little bit out of your depth, don't try and go it alone. Team up with an agent that's a veteran that knows their way around this market. Better to have 50% of a deal than 0% of a deal when you constantly lose houses. Ultimately, that buyer is going to get so despondent, they're going to go and work with someone else. Last question. Question number three. I keep getting outbid. Will there be more houses in a buyer's market next year? They seem to think it will be a buyer's market next year. I'm not so convinced it's going to be a buyer's market. It might swing to being even. So yes, there will be lots more houses once the market continues to show signs of correction. Now, this is a trend. A trend isn't an absolute. A trend can completely go the other way in two months. But I believe that the trends are indicating that there's going to be slightly more inventory. I think that inventory is going to continue to bip up Right. I think we're going to see more inventory as we cruise through the end of this year and into early next year, because interest rates and inventory are going to go up, I think, together. So, yes, there will be more houses. But here's the downside, people. You might be able to get into escrow easier, but it's going to cost you more. So as much as you don't want to hear it today, ladies and gentlemen, get back in the ring, put the gloves on and keep slugging because you'll get a house. Here is the number one tip I want to give to all buyer's agents and actually buyers who are listening. If you're a buyer's agent, please always have this conversation with your buyers unless your buyers are older and they are looking for their forever home. People have this notion that they need to buy their forever home. They don't. I have always treated real estate, my own personal homes, as a stepping stone. The first house I bought, I knew it was not going to be my last, but I knew it was a vehicle on a moment in time that would allow me to get into a neighborhood that I thought was going to appreciate, and it did, that I could kind of flip it. This is back in 2001, which I did. I didn't sell it in 2001. I sold it much later, but I, I bought right. Forever homes, I don't even know if they exist, right? That's something from our parents' generation, but everyone I know keeps moving, man. So use your home as a vehicle, as an investment vehicle, Look at it this way. If you put a million, it's like a bank account. If you put a million dollars, which is the, we're using that as an example of a house, you buy a house for a million dollars this year, it's going to be worth 1.1 next year. That's a 10% return. Show me that on the stock market. Anyway. 
That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.